This week on the TorontoGameDose.com podcast, we talk about the Canadian Video Game Awards, Dennis Dyack, and how to make an RPG, and more. What's up, everyone? This is episode 17 of the TorontoGameDose.com podcast. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Steve, the main dude behind TorontoGameDose.com. Uh, with me, as always, is Brett from Hard Circle. What's up? 17 weeks in a row, Brett. It's, uh, you're the Patrick Kane of this podcast. I know. I'm going for 50, too. <laughs> We're just going to ignore that one week that we didn't get together? There is, and there is, <laughs> there is also two weeks uh, is, when I was yeah, in two Japan. Weeks. So. But for every <laughs> podcast that's happened, Brett's been on it. Like a rock. And not I to take there. anything away from Dan, too. Dan is here from, uh, well, your own your own stuff, Composing Dan. Yep, yep. Uh, you've been on every podcast since uh, we invited you, so you're you're also on the streak, so don't worry. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> um, so a couple changes to the podcast. Uh, one, because I did some, I, I've been doing the, like, the, the polls or whatever on Twitter. It's actually, like, super useful, but... Um, People don't like it when we talk about sports. Sports is getting dropped off, despite the fact that I made a Patrick Kane reference. That's it. Uh, I was just about to call you on the Patrick Kane yeah. reference. <laughs> Rest in peace, sports. Rest in peace, sports. Maybe we'll start a, our own sports podcast one day. But I don't think we'd be that good at it. No, probably not. So. We'd just talk about the Habs and the Leafs and the Raptors and the Spurs. That's it. That's, That's, yeah, That's that'd be it. And the Jays. Uh, the other thing is that we're going to move rant time, uh, maybe just to general discussion at the end of the podcast. Kind of always sounded weird to me that we started a gaming podcast with like how I hated games. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move rant time, which means we're going straight into hype time. Hype, hype, hype. <laughs> um, does anyone have anything? Uh, I have a few things, but does uh, Brett or Dan, do you have anything that you want to kind of uh, give a shout out to? Brett? You go first, Dan? Uh, I always have stuff, so if you have something, well, you can go the, first. You know, I, I hyped up the show that I was going to play um, last week. And uh, it happened last night, and it was good fun, man. Wicked crowd, a lot of fun. I know it's not strictly game-related, but uh, definitely the Hamilton Art Crawl is a, is a fun place to be on, uh, nice. on a Friday night. That's true. Really, really, in terms of, in terms of uh, video game stuff, I mean, I'm still working with 13 a.m., and uh, you know, I've got approvals on a couple of things that I'm really excited for people to hear. Um, but I'm kind of in my own world right now, so nothing, nothing too significant to hype up. So on to you, Brett. <laughs> uh, yeah. So right now the registrations for the, the great ham jam is open. So that's Hamilton's, uh, it's going to be Hamilton's premier game jam. So everyone can start signing up now. You can sign up with the team. You can sign up solo. If you do sign up solo, we'll probably put uh, would probably take a little bit to put teams together. So uh, the itinerary is up right now with the Eventbrite. Um, we have the website. We have judges working on getting prizes and awards because we want to do it right. And um, yeah, so sign up now. Uh, the official like blitz for the Game Jam will be in January, but you can, you can pre-sign up now and get ready. And it's in February, February 12th to the 14th. Sweet. I, I uh I'm not super familiar with game jams, but are they are they like free to join? Uh usually they're free. Um there's like one or two. I think one in Montreal that you 
the one actually the one in Montreal you pay to be a part of it, but like this year they're doing it on like a cruise boat. Wow. <laughs> what? Or some kind of boat. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. It's, it's like uh five hundred people on a boat doing a game jam. And I'm like, that's that's crazy. But crazy awesome. Yeah, well Montreal is way ahead of us on everything, so they're off the hook in Montreal. So yeah, uh, I get seasick looking at a computer screen on a boat for like yeah. forty eight hours. I was just yeah. gonna say because it's probably just going to go up and down the St. Lawrence River, but still, like that, it's bobbing and weaving. That's going to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't do well on boats, so no, either. The, the few times I've ever been on the boat, mostly uh, the Chichimon, uh, which is uh, goes from Tobamori up to Manitoulin Island, up up near where I'm, I'm originally mm-hmm. from. Shout out to Elm Sound. Um, Anytime I ever was on that boat going up to like my godfather's on Mantune Island is it was just like not a good time. It was nice. Yeah, it was rushed. But Mantune Island itself is like gorgeous, so mm-hmm. it's kinda of worth it. Beauty. Yeah. Cool. Uh I just want to give a shout out to Project Arena. Uh follow them on Twitter. The friend they're friends of the site. Uh they're working on a, a video game competition like esports in February. Mm-hmm. They're just getting everything set up. I think it's like late February, Brett, so you don't have to worry about it. Uh, climb with you but um yeah it's going to be esports they're going to be playing there's going to be like call of duty mario kart um and smash brothers stuff like that so more stuff to come for that nice Nice. but you can follow them on twitter at uh project arena so make sure you do that sounds good got more stuff to hype up there brett or uh well always there's always game dev drinks but that's in january Uh, and i i do have the guest i don't i'm not going to announce it yet but yeah, it's didn't, coming. Didn't you already announce on Twitter, or or did or did you just tell me? Am I just? I just told you. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't you got the early scoop. Bam. Uh, so yeah, it'll be January twentieth. We have a guest. Um, it'll be dope. I'm looking forward to it. And like we're doing a, we've been really working on the there's new branding for Game Dev Drink. So it's no longer just going to be. The, the the beer <laughs> on the Twitter, <laughs> and we have the the dot com coming up. So there's a lot of things, uh, a lot of things coming for Game Dev Drinks for 2016. It's going to be an interesting year. Nice. Speaking mm-hmm. of early scoops, uh, you can get early access to torontogamedevs.com articles by being a patron. Uh, so shout out to current patrons: Brian, Dan, Rory, Eric, Stephen, Em, Renaud, Anthony, and Chris. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks. We're yeah. going to talk more. There's a Patreon story in the news that we'll talk about, so I'll kind of just discuss more about news or about it then. Um, cool. If that's all we're going to hype up, should we move on to, to news time? News, news, news. news. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get on that, Brett, right away. I was there. I was the backup vocals on that. Oh, one. I see. Okay, cool. I was doing the deep acapella duty. Yeah, it's like slightly off, but it kind of works. I don't know. <laughs> you were like my delay. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Uh, so number one, uh, Necrophone Games brings Jazzpunk to PlayStation 4. Super cool. excited. Uh, yeah, so I'm not super familiar with Jazzpunk um, game, the game. Uh, shout out to Twitter follower. Uh, oh man, his Twitter is is kind of long. Amalokas <laughs> Garfunkelops. I, I included it in a tweet. <laughs> but he let me know because he read the PlayStation. I, I, he read the PlayStation blog and then just said, oh, they said they're from Toronto. So the brain the game PlayStation 4. I'm not super familiar with it, but Dan, uh, you are? Um, I haven't actually played it. I've seen a lot of Let's Plays of it and because I wrote some music for uh, Lewis. 
um, I guess it was maybe a year and a half ago now for the game. There was a sort of a few moments um, where they needed some music, you know, some temp music that they had in there replaced. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I covered that for them because they were on a time crunch. And uh, and it worked out really great. One was used in like the sushi restaurant. But the game is fun. The game is like, it's a comedy game. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I guess, like Conquer or something like that. Yeah. You know, so just just funny so really from, funny. The, from the article jazz punk is a large is largely an exploration adventure game but with a heavy focus on absurdist and surreal humor and sleek mid-century modern aesthetic we spend uh, a lot of time creating a lush 1960s world then tried to stuff it like a pizza crust with as much joke cheese as possible i've been told the results are goofy and delicious yeah no totally it's it's a really funny game and there's all there's just so many cheesy jokes left right and center and it's not super long, so it's mm-hmm. kind of fun to, uh, you know, sit down with it for a day or two and just crank it out. But the style is great. It's great style. And Lewis actually did a lot of really cool music with uh, analog synths um, nice. that was quite hip, too. The opening sequence in this game is tight. Mm-hmm. It's really tight. It's coming to PlayStation 4. It's going to have a, a multiplayer mode as well um, added to it. So keep an eye out for that. Cool. 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 Uh, number two, M Plus Plus and Far Cry Four went at the Canadian Video Game Awards. So last uh, was that Sunday? Last Sunday, uh, there was a Canadian Video Games Award. There was Fan Fest. Brett had talked about it on because you went on the Saturday, right? Yep. I went on the Sunday. You said on the Saturday it was like dead. There wasn't that many people. Sunday was pretty much the same. Which mm-hmm. uh, you know it was kind of really it was it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of great games there. Yeah. Um, there was an esports thing going on, which apparently had like thousand like i was told they had like thousands of people like watching it online um, i i totally enjoyed the event yeah it just it actually you know it was actually probably pretty good that no one was there because then i had more time to just hang out with the developers and play their games and chat with them yeah so that was that was cool from that perspective but i really wish that ontario slash toronto and canada came and embraced the event because it's it's important yeah, and so, I mean, it wasn't just like there is like Toronto local developers there, like the whole Bit Bazaar um, mm-hmm. slash Bento Miso people, but there was like Xbox was there showing like Tomb Raider, so that was like the first time I got to play that. And Nintendo, yeah, they was had there. Halo Five there too. Yeah, there was there was big things there. So I mean, yeah. um, who knows what they'll do for the next one? I enjoyed it a lot. Hopefully, they'll do a similar thing next year, but just kind of uh, mm-hmm. do like up 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 the marketing a little bit, but. I think, you know, this is like the first year probably ever, anyone's even been talking about it. So just us even mentioning it and going over it and being there, that might help for next year too. So I, I hope it grows. I actually wish they would include more of Canada because right now it feels like it's an Ontario-only event. So you could say that Quebec is there because of Ubisoft, but I really wish that like there was some Vancouver representation, Alberta, like Nova Scotia. Like it's, It is the Canadian Video Game Awards. So, uh, oh, no, you did though. No, I didn't. I <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. All right, so you got to edit it right there. That's <laughs> fine. Right. Eleven minutes. I got to write that down somewhere. I'm just going to post it in the thing. Sorry. I just, <laughs> I just want more inclusion of Canada. So <laughs> just, just, just do it. Is, is this the first time that they've made sort of a bigger event and included like sort of Bento Miso and and had yeah. the, the two day thing as opposed to just the award ceremonies? Is the first time they've expanded it that much? I think so. I think so. I don't know for sure, though. But because um, this is the, I want to say sixth. Yeah, it was the sixth. It was so, the, for, as far as the Canadian Video Game Awards. It was the sixth one. 
Uh, yeah, I and well, I think you know, there's always a little bit of growing pains, right? If you're going to expand to a bigger venue and all the rest of it, and, and you yeah. sort of learn a couple of new things about how it's going to work out, and um, I, I bet you, I bet you, the attendance is going to be way better next year too. I think so. Because I, I wish I could have gone. I'm, I'm looking at the picture that you posted here, Steve, on your uh, on on the article, and I could see Takashi and yeah, Sean. <laughs> I was uh, I was chilling out with the Runbo guys, so I was just, I was just like tweeting quite a bit. So oh, nice. nice. It looks pretty happening here, but this was the ceremony, right? This was the this was the red carpet event. You can actually like yep. see in the bottom right corner. There's the red carpet. There. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, this so this is like where media was to like interview people and just everyone to kind of uh, you know chat mm-hmm. and, and talk cool. shit and stuff before the awards. Yeah, that's awesome. The awards was uh, was you know it was fun. Uh, but Brett, you said that you couldn't find it on stream though, right? On Twitch, I didn't see a push. For them saying it was out, but I saw it the next day. Okay. That I found, I found it the next day, saying, "Hey, you could have watched it here, but if you didn't, now watch it here." Yeah, so they, they, they didn't had have a, it. Yeah, they had like giant cameras there and stuff like that. So. Oh yeah, it was all set up for it, but I just I couldn't find it, and they didn't really push it out. So. Yeah. So. I think uh, next year, whoever's in charge of that, they got to get their social down and just like hammer it. The. Uh, as far as the awards go, Assassin's Creed Syndicate kind of cleaned up as well as uh, uh, I'm blanking on the name. It's from, uh, it's from Clay. It's like Invisible Ink or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as Toronto goes, uh, Far Cry 4 won uh, Best Game Design, so Ubisoft Toronto helped out with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and MetaNet Software, actually, uh, N++ won uh, Best Canadian Game Fans Choice Awards. So the games that we like voted on, I think I, vote, I voted for N++, but I think we voted differently, but... Uh, I voted for the uh, Apotheon one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the, so that was, like, the biggest surprise, because they're, like, nominated for, like, eight awards or something like that, and they didn't win. Brilliant. So... Oh, yeah, well, I mean, oh, that's a lot of nomination. That's a lot of nods. That's as good as a win in my book. Like, you were really yeah. recognized. No, for sure. Um, so, I mean, uh, congrats to all the winners, uh, yeah. to all the studios that were nominated as well. Um yeah, it was it was a it was a fun event. I was totally underdressed though. Everyone was wearing suits and ties. You can kind of see it in the thing. <laughs> I wore just like uh, I I have this like kind of nicer like plaid long sleeve shirt thing mm-hmm. that I Maybe. bought before I grew a beard. And now that I have a pretty big beard, I uh, I just look like a lumberjack. So, <laughs> are you ever going to cut the beard? Uh, I trim it, but I don't. But no, probably not. Maybe nice. I don't know. I don't never say never, but. In the True. foreseeable future, no, it's it's not going away. Nice part of his branding, man. You can pick him out in a crowd, no problem. You, you know what? It's totally true because <laughs> I I'm six foot six. I'm taller than ninety eight percent of the people I ever talk to. You are a giant, and I have a giant beard. So I mean, if you can't like spot me in a crowd, uh, then I don't know. I'm I'm with chilling with NBA players or something right? because <laughs> I stand up and I can yeah. see over everyone here. Like this, the view actually that shot in the the tweet there is actually a good view because that's just you standing. <laughs> I don't think I'm really like <laughs> lifting my phone that high. <laughs> oh my god! And Sean looks like he's up to your belly button in this picture. <laughs> Maybe I am. I can't really remember, but most of the time when I'm looking at someone, they're like I have to look down. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a fun event. Uh, we have to attach a GoPro to your shoulder and just like <laughs> record it next time we go to the uh, the event, just so we can have Sean's view. 
There is, I mean, Steve's view. Sorry. This is straight up hat, though, right on the top of his head. <laughs> or we get those uh, camera glasses. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, that's a good call. Just give that's him some. That's it. That's next year. Yeah. All right, next year. I'll, I'll talk to the, C, the Canadian Video Game Awards people and just let them know I'm going to come with the glasses that have cameras. Yep. Cool. It was a fun event. Um, I got to meet Victor Lucas, too, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I, I'll you know look forward to next year. Uh, hopefully, they kind of uh, market it a little bit more next year. Yep. Moving right along, number three, uh, free multiplayer update to Apotheon. Speaking of that, Apotheon, Apotheon. I still don't know how to pronounce it. It's Apotheon. Apotheon. All right. So free multiplayer update uh, for Steam only, I believe, but not on the PS4 version. Um, so uh, just reading from the article itself, Apotheon uh, Arena is a free online multiplayer complement to the mythic Greek action RPG Apotheon. Pit your skills with spears and shields against other players in a brutal Bronze Age combat, battle across statistic arenas of Olympus depict uh, the beautiful black figure pottery artwork. So it's totally free update. Uh, it was like in beta for a while, uh, and then he just like released it as part of uh, as part of the game. So I haven't played it. I don't have the game on Steam. I have it on PS4. Mm-hmm. But uh, give it a shot and let us know what you think. I'll be picking it up on Steam. I think after I beat Guacamelee, it's going to be the next game I buy and play and stream. Oh, I just realized that I have a spelling mistake in that article. This reminds me of uh, Art History 2 in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, high, in college. It's just, just the Black Party artwork. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. I agree. It's just a really cool sense of contrast. And I like how they chose different color palettes because you can't you know you can only get so far with gradient shades of like orange and black and stuff like that and browns and earth tones but they did mm-hmm. other stuff with different color palettes too that that's really pops mm-hmm. yeah cool um yeah i'm gonna i'll just edit that live on the podcast so i uh, give it a shot we'll be talking about alien trap um again in this news segment actually uh number four what did torontogamedus.com patrons get in november so, I sent out a tweet asking, you know, if you, why aren't you a patron, or if you're not. Uh, most people ask, what is Patreon? So, I'm going to, uh, I'll do another post, but basically, Patreon is just a way to help, like, creators, you know, finance what they're doing. So, people, um, it's similar to, like, Kickstarter, but it's kind of like an ongoing thing. So, yeah. you do, like, there's rewards for one, three, and five dollars a month, and just every month, the money just goes into, like, the Patreon account, and then, I, you know, I can use that money to grow torontogamedose.com, whether it's getting the, like, higher package on Squarespace, which I plan on doing soon, or business cards, or just, like, going to events that might cost money, things like that. Um, in return for that money, there's always, like, rewards. So, the three dollar rewards is, like, you know, uh, early access to like this podcast as well as you know any exclusives that come and that I have such as like interviews and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then the five dollar reward is a f- free game that I've actually been um, it's like a chance to win the game because I didn't know I would be able to get as many codes as I can but mm-hmm. I think every like month it's been more than five dollars worth of games so yeah that's good it helps and studios are are always awesome with uh, with helping the site yeah. grow in their own way. So, uh, last month there was the interview with, uh, Clapfoot games, uh, mm-hmm. or no, sorry, with uh, Pixelnauts about, um, lost orbit. I did a preview for fortified, uh, as well, as well as the, all the podcasts. Yep. And then on the games front, 
Rocket Five Studios hooked up Patreons with um, with the Phantom PI, uh, as well as uh, One Legged Seagull hooked up them with uh, Super Indie Cards. Hmm. Cool. Oh, and Bun Mash Games provided them with the Forbidden Island on iOS too. So, nice. Thanks to those guys for hooking them up, and thanks to Patreons for uh, helping me. What did Patreons get recently? Uh, <laughs> That's a segue into to the next thing. Yeah, you could segue right into it since you're on Patreons already. What? Wait, are you talking about the interview or is there something? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Fair enough. Yes. So, interview with uh, Dennis Dyack. Um, so, Patreons got this early access, uh, and Dennis Dyack, if you don't know, somehow. Um, he was the, probably the CEO. I actually don't know his official title with Silicon Knights, but he was the guy behind Silicon Knights. He's the he, CEO. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So he was like the director and producer of like all the games that came out of the, that studio, mm-hmm. um, including, uh, the Blood Omen Legacy of Kane, Eternal Darkness, which was just a dope game. Uh, but and- Legacy of Kane is still one of my favorite games. Really? Like, I love that game. Yeah, everyone I, should play it at least once. It's so good. I never played it, and I just I remember it, but I I never played it. So I might I might try to look that up. I wonder if it's on like PSN or something like that. It has to be on so, on something because like so, I I sort of like remember getting introduced to that game. It was awesome. Which one was first, Soul Reaver or Blood Omen? Blood Omen's first, Soul Reaver Blood second. Oh, okay, and then they come back with uh, I think it's like. The Return of Cain. There's a there is a third and fourth one, I believe. I think there's a fourth one. But, but Dennis was more involved in Blood Omen. I believe so. Oh, I don't was, think they did Soul Reaver. I don't. I, he only mentioned in the interview. I don't think he did either. He mentioned in the interview that he did. Uh, um, Blood just, Omen. Just the first one, Blood Omen. Let me look at that. Maybe it must have had a publisher that then just took the rights to like another studio. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I really want to play that too. That was a game as a kid. I thought was really cool. When I was getting like the PS1 mags and, and playing the, the demos and stuff like that and PlayStation magazines. And I thought that one was awesome. Never got around to it though. So Crystal Dynamics took over the yeah. the the game oh, after. Yes. And they're they're the Tomb Raider guys, aren't they? Yep. Well they were. Or the the yeah, true. Um So in the in and Eternal Darkness was like such an awesome game. Like I remember playing that, and then it just like messed with your. Like, have you? Did you guys ever play it? Which one? Uh, what? Uh, Eternal Darkness, San- Sanity's Requiem. Uh, I haven't played it in like forever, but yeah, GameCube classic. Yeah, and I mean the way it like messed with your head. So if you weren't like familiar with the game, it, it had like a sanity meter, mm-hmm. and your character was kind of slowly going insane. And this only worked well because the internet wasn't what it was. Uh, now but basically like as you go insane the game would just like troll you so like blood would start running down the walls to things like the gamecube would look like it broke and would just blue screen a death for like a minute and you'd just be like what just happened to my gamecube and then like the game would come back and it would just like troll you and would do stuff like that it was it was so good like it was i kind of just spoiled it if you never played it but it was just genius um and the game was like it was like a lot of fun too, and a cool story that like spanned like thousands of years and stuff too. So, yeah, I'm looking to see if this uh, if Blood Omen is on like some sort of uh, digital distribution somewhere. Yeah, I would totally get it. Uh, and then Metal Gear Solid <laughs> Twin Stakes was the was the like remake of the first game. Really cool game. Really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it is on PSN apparently. 
Oh, sweet. I'm going to get that. I don't have a PS3, though, so if it's not, if I can't play it on Vita, then I won't be able to play it. Um, oh, Twin Snakes, that was a remake of, like, the, the NES game? No, that was, sorry, it was a remake of the Metal Gear Solid on, on PlayStation. On PS3. Yeah. Um, he does a really. Uh, I, I I don't want to drive traffic away from Toronto game devs, but he did a really good interview on IGN yep. for Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes and just talked about how that game came to be and working with Nintendo. It's a, I think it's like a thirty minute interview, might be a little bit less, but it was actually really insightful of like just the Nintendo mind frame at the time of the nineties mm-hmm. and making that game. I recommend everyone watch it. Cool. Nice. Yeah. That's Just your second. It. That's it's... your second plug in a row of, of IGN. Uh, sometimes they have some good <laughs> stuff there, and I'm surprised. So, well, they're the biggest. They're the biggest dudes in the in the industry. Yeah. Right? So they're going to bound to have like some exclusives and good stuff. But yeah, uh, like if we could get to that level of communication with people, that would be great. Yeah. I, Dennis, Dennis and I are BFFs. <laughs> Maybe not, but <laughs> I would totally do a one-on-one interview with Dennis. It would be too deep, though. It wouldn't be allowed on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so he also, and then uh, to wrap it up, like did uh, Two Human uh, with Silicon Knights, and then ended with X Men Destiny. Now you can look uh-huh. online what happened with X Men Destiny, what happened with the end of Silicon Knights. That wasn't the point of this interview. Uh, that's been kind of covered numerous times. Um, yeah. Kind of the more thin I want to focus. Always with the site and with this uh, interview is just like, you know, how he started, what he's doing now, and like, what advice does he have for the talent in this area and like for young developers. So he now started uh, Quantum Entanglement Entertainment, uh, which is an awesome name if you're a fan of quantum mechanics, which I am, uh, with three or two of his buddies. So they're kind of encompassing, you know, TV, films, and games all in like a kind of one central thing. So their new the game that's coming out, Shadow of the Eternals, which uh, is kind of a spiritual successor to Eternal Darkness, mm-hmm. is going to be like kind of a metaverse. They're going to, you know, it, from the sounds of it, it looks like they want to kind of do like TV and movies and stuff with it as well as the yeah. game. So, uh, Oh, yeah, I've got one thing to say about this, actually. That podcast that I was involved with, uh, Kane and Rince, I did uh, an episode, um, his uh, at Ratso Albion with his... Um, uh, handle, but he the Kane and Rinse podcast did a three hour interview with Dennis. Oh wow, nice! Yeah, three hours where apparently he's very very candid about a lot of different stuff. Um, so also also worth checking out once you've had a chance to kind of get your primer on with uh, with our Toronto Game Devs interview. Uh, if you if you feel like getting any deeper too, apparently he's uh, you know very open in a, in a yeah, three he- hour seventeen minute podcast yeah i will listen to that i will actually listen to pretty much anything dennis would talk about he's really yeah, ch- he's, check it out he's really good like, I'll, send, I'll send you the link um but yeah it's kane and rinse the kane and rinse if you if you google kane and rinse dennis Sayak, then you'll find it nice yep the where i wanted to did read one thing uh so just a little what he said about shadows internal uh takes place in a different universe as uh, compared to Eternal Darkness, much of which is created by the community. The player controls many characters over 2,500 years of human history, and in some cases play different characters from the same timeline to get a whole new perspective on what's happening. Uh, we're exploring sanity, flawed narratives, and quantum mechanics in very fresh ways, per an interesting perspective on uh, Lovecraftian cosmic humor. Hmm. And, uh... You know, I asked him too, like, what advice would you give to, like, you know, young developers, uh, especially with everything that's kind of changed and, you know, 
last five, six, seven years with uh, indies and stuff like that. Uh, my first piece of advice is always make something you are passionate about. Don't create something because you think it will be popular. Create it because you love it and, pa and passion will shine through in your work. In entertainment, you never know if you're going to please anyone, but if you make something you love yourself, uh, you are then guaranteed to please one person. I completely agree with that. That's mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Huge shout out to Dennis uh, for taking the time to do that. Uh, I really appreciate it. In the same week, I got to talk to Victor Lucas and Dennis. So kind of that's great. <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah. That point. That point really hits home, though, man. It's like it's really true. I mean, you gotta you do something for yourself. Do something that you're really really proud of, and hopefully that shines through in the final product. He's right. You have no clue if something's going to be successful or not. Really, sometimes like uh, it's happens all the time in the music world. How many times it has like a band or an artist said. Yeah, I had no idea that song was going to be the one everybody was going to latch on to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's like, I remember listening to um, Randy Bachman talk about his, uh, you know, B -b -b baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. That You're track. Right. Yep. And he was Wait, just, say, say more of it. Say more of it. <laughs> <laughs> he, thought, he thought that song was a total joke. He didn't think that that was going to be, you know, the single and it became huge. Yeah. Right. So you really have no idea. You just got to do stuff you love and, and hope for the best. For sure. Yeah, you can take that. That advice isn't just like unique to game development. Like you can take that uh, for anything. I was doing. I was working on a site before TorontoGameDevs.com that I, uh, you know, was all right with, but didn't really like enjoy doing it. And then I came up with this idea and just like dropped it. So that advice is like key. You know, it's, it's true for like any industry, whatever industry you might be in. So, yep. Um. So yeah, thanks, Dennis. Uh, looking forward to Shadow Journal too. Uh, says there'll be more of that in the new year as well. Um, so we'll have that on the site and, uh, follow yeah, him nice. on Twitter as well. And yeah, awesome. And Patreon and like Brett, uh, hint or, uh, alluded to Patreon's got that, uh, early. So thank you. Patrons. Beauty. Um, awesome. yeah. Next. <laughs> Next. Oh. Uh, well, I didn't want us to sit there with some dead air, so let's just that do was <laughs> that was a little bit more of a brutal uh, segue than your last one. <laughs> yeah, I know. The last Next, they can't, can't all be winners. I'm sorry. So, uh, number you gotta work on your segue game a little bit. I think. Yeah, I will. <laughs> number, as you can see in my uh, my my Twitch streams, I just <laughs> they're a little crazy too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the way it's got to be. Okay. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> number, what is it? Number five or number six? Number six, I'll say. Uh, sure. The Four Kings Casino and Slots out now for PS4. Uh, this is made by Digital Leisure. Uh, and it's, uh, I just downloaded it, actually. It's a free, it's a free game um, on PS4. And uh, it's, it's, I haven't played it yet, so I don't know what much to say, but from the, from the game itself, immerse yourself in a social multiplayer casino experience. Create an avatar, earn rewards, and win big. Play all of your favorite casino games like poker, slots, blackjack, and more. You can enjoy the Four Kings Casino on both Steam and Mac and PS4. Nice. So and I also was, uh, download it. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say Steam, PC, and Mac uh, ah. and PS4. So. Nice. Oh, and is also, it free on Steam too, then? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Actually, let's look it up. Sorry, we interrupt Dan twice now. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> I was just going to say, and also download and play Get Off My Lawn by the same company, Digital Leisure. Is, that on, is that on PC? And on or? Steam. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's on Steam. It's on iOS as well. And it's awesome, and it's got cool music by me. <laughs> <laughs> get Off My Lawn or this one? Both? Uh, get, get, no, Get Off My Lawn. Just Get Off My Lawn. I wasn't involved in the audio in this game, but 
Oh. I helped him out with that game. It's pretty fun. Oh, yeah, I see it. I'm downloading it. I'll download it right now. Yeah, check it out. What else do they have on iOS? I'm not sure. That's the only one I was a part of, but I do remember that one fondly. They got, uh, oh, they have a Mad Dog McCree game and Brain Dead 13 and get off my lawn. Okay, I'm gonna Mad Dog McCree is awesome. I'm checking out those. They're, they're not, uh, they're, whoa. That's like a live person in it. I'm just look, looking at the thing. I haven't played that. You've never seen Mad Dog? No, no, sorry. The game, the game on iOS has like, the screenshots that they give is like a real person. Yeah. But is, oh, is Mad Dog a thing? I thought Mad Dog, wait, what do I know about Mad Dog McCree? Isn't he on Deadwood? No, this is something oh. else. Oh, I don't if, know. This if it's is. the light gun game that I'm thinking of. Let me see. Oh, yeah. No, it looks like it's actually a light gun game. You think yeah, of Al Swearingen? Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was just <laughs> someone on Deadwood. No, it's an old school... Uh, oh, It's an old school light gun game. If if it, I can't even find it on Apple. Is that the game that's in Back to the Future 2? Uh, I can't remember, to yeah. be perfectly honest. But yeah, it's an old school light gun game back in the day. You would go against these cowboys and you would draw first. So naturally, I'm the native, and I shot everyone. <laughs> no, oh, I, yeah. sucked. I, I sucked so bad at that game, but I yeah, played that game. Arcade game. I played that game in the arcade. Yep, totally. Now I remember it. I remember I, I begged my dad to take me to the arcade so I could play Street Fighter forever, and uh, and Mad Dog McCree was the game right next to it, and I played a few rounds of that too. Nice, nice. Uh, so also, and then also. Coming back to Four Kings Casino, it's uh, you know maybe I'll have more of on it like next week because I'm gonna I'm gonna play it because I like uh, it looks like PlayStation Home actually with like that's in the casino like you make your deal yeah it does kind of walk around and stuff like that so totally we'll see um, but d- give that one give that one a shot it's free to download so and there's also a PlayStation Plus like uh, um, like bundle like you you start you get some like extra stuff uh, if you're a PlayStation Plus member so sweet yeah this looks like fun man. Mm. Uh, all right, next number. I forgot the number. Seven, eight. Last one. Uh, Alien Trap announces Modbox for HTC <laughs> Vive. Uh, mm-hmm. So Alien Trap is busy, busy dude, busy developer because they mm-hmm. came up with the multiplayer with uh, Pathion. Uh, yep. They have Cryptarch that came out on Steam and is coming out on PS4. Yep. Uh, and now they're working on this VR game. Killing it right now. Yeah. So shout out. So good on them. And it looks like just kind of a sandbox of like cool VR stuff that you can do. So the mm-hmm. it's all like like it's like a physics engine that uh you know can they he like set up stuff where it's there's like a treadmill that's just shooting footballs out into the sky and stuff like that. So if it kind you, of seems yeah. endless, you could make you could really make anything you want. Yeah, I'm sure this would be like one of those things where like a month after the game comes out, I'll go on YouTube and see like what people have created. And I'm sure mm-hmm. it'll be like crazy, crazy stuff. They're gonna I do agree. crazy, like super trick shots on this for sure. Yeah, I'm curious as to what they plan on making with it. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if this is like leads to another like a a, a proper VR game. Uh, I don't want to say actually proper is a bad term. Like a a another VR game that a, just takes a you killer stuff. app for the <laughs> VR system. Um. I'm not. I'm not sure to be honest. I'm not. Uh, we were kind of talking briefly before the show. Like, I'm not big on the VR stuff. Uh, I feel like I've heard of Oculus Rift for the last like four years now, and nothing's come out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just starting to kind of hear more stuff about it. Like, with mostly because I'm, I'm a PlayStation guy. I've kind of said that before, and they have their own VR coming out. Yep. 
which uh, tech people tell me won't work because PS4 won't be like powerful enough, but we'll see. Um, it was at Tokyo Game Show, and I never got a chance to play it. Mm. Um, so watch the trailer. It's on the site. Uh, and follow Apotheon on Twitter because they're super active and super busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is coming uh, early 2016. So, I mean, a few months away. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's it for news. News, news, news. <laughs> Game over. Is that, <laughs> is, is, that the new, is that the news ending song, the same as the beginning song? Yep. Yes, yes. It's, <laughs> we, we bookend it, and yep. then Brett says Game over after. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's uh, that's it for news. Uh, we the topic. Someone mentioned RPG. Uh, Brett asked you some questions about making an RPG, right? Yeah. So on my Heart Circle account, Twitter account, someone uh, a Heart Circle fan was uh, shouting out saying, "Hey, I need some assistance on anything about RPGs and making them." And Usually my natural reaction is to don't make them because they're huge. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're a student and you're just starting out, it's probably the worst game to start making just because of the amount of paperwork before you even get to the game work that's involved. So um, I don't really even know where to start with all the information for this. There's just so much that you have to do. <laughs> So yeah, one don't do it. But if you're adamant, <laughs> if you're adamant about doing it, uh, well, let's let's pretty much. just to bring back that Dennis interview again. Uh, you know, do something that's passionate, right? That you're passionate yeah. about. So if you're yeah. super crazy passionate about making an RPG game, how would you even start? Well, I would. I always, whenever any game I make, I always start with the mechanic. And I sit down and go, well, what's this? What's going to separate my game from everybody else's, or what is everybody else doing that I definitely have to follow, mm-hmm. right? Because like you're not going to make an RPG, um, like if you're going to make an RPG, you already know that there's 30 plus years of RPGs that have come out that have already set the standard of what to technically do, right? Yeah, so and that's like. Yeah, it's already done. So you don't really need to uh, reinvent the wheel too much. So if you want, though, that's where the mechanic part would come in. Is like, okay, we got the traditional mechanics of movement, collection, um, all the freaking RPG stuff. Like, And actually, that's another thing you got to do, too, is which RPG are you making? Now, there's two different ones, right? There's the Asian style, which is the JRPG that everybody knows. And then there's the North American style, which is Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Baldur's Gate games, like very two distinct styles. Like, mm-hmm. so you got to pick one. Um, and usually, a hundred percent of the time, when a student says they're making an RPG, it's always a JRPG. So I'm just going to assume that they're making a JRPG because no one really likes to tackle. A student doesn't tackle the North American RPG unless they're huge D and D fans, but. Uh, there's still things in it though that you need to do. So you need to come up with the characters, your storyline, all the statistics involved for these characters. So that's attack, defense, magic, dodge, all of it. Like there's tons of paperwork to go in there. Um, and then after you have your paperwork done, you kind of can start really like fleshing out the game itself. Um, you should already have like your core mechanic, your core loop the story loop, 
um, all the story, uh, sorry, not story loop, uh, the story thread in a sense of like, this is where the story starts and this is where this chapter ends and this chapter goes. So you have to really lay out all the beats. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like, I'm just going to write this big wall of text. Um, No, you don't do that. You write, here's what Cloud is saying. Where does it connect to? Oh, here's what Barrett says. Like, and I'm just using a Final Fantasy VII reference because it's in trend. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's how the story is told. Um, I've played tons of student games when they do an RPG. It's like blocks of text. Like I'm reading Harry Potter all of a sudden. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell are you guys telling me here? Like, I don't need to see all this story. It's like, look at the, mechan- like, look at the kings and what they've done. And it's just like bang, straight, straight in your face. Like, this is the story. The, you're you're playing the story through these people's eyes or their experiences. So keep the keep the dialogue short, because like even when you're talking with humans in real life, like if I'm shooting, just chilling with Stephen and Dan, I'm not having like a 20 minute just Brett combo, <laughs> right? So don't write that. It's dumb. Um. A lot can yeah. be told story-wise just on the imagery, too. Like Final Fantasy VII is a good example, right? They had oh, some yeah. cut scenes on yeah. that PlayStation 1 version where, where there was no dialogue or written dialogue of any sort. You're just left yep. with the imagery to feel the emotion, and, and you know what's happening. You don't need words. Yeah. Even yeah. like uh, even just the backgrounds, too. Like this, yep. I'm just thinking of that start of that game. Like You start and you're like in the super industrial area that looks just dope. And yeah. then when you when you finish it there, you go like uh, the slums or whatever, and you oh, can tell, so just, nice. yeah, and you can tell just like how like uh, yeah. you know like garbage it looks, right? Because you're just yeah. like in the shitty bar and like it's a shitty little like poor area. Like even back then on PlayStation One, like you could tell that like Shinra was the boss, and yeah. you know the slums were like the the place underneath Midgar were mm-hmm. you know the slums. They're shitty, so there's a lot you can tell without doing a lot of dialogue. Exactly. The environment is a part of the player. Like, it's part of the story. So you have to put detail into that, too. Your setting, your theme. Um, what is the whole point of the story? Like, what's the message? Like, Final Fantasy VII has a clear, like, pretty clear story. Um, actually, all the Final Fantasy games are really well done on the story side of things. So, uh, 13. Well, Okay. <laughs> I haven't actually played 13, so I can't judge yet. Oh, sure. 13 was like... Everyone says 13 sucks, but yeah. eh, I haven't played it yet, so we'll see. True. Um, but yeah, there's all of that you have to take into consideration, and then you also have to take into consideration the beats of the actual gameplay. So um, an RPG is usually random encounters, or you're going to do the predetermined encounter kind of thing, where you'll see the enemies and all that jazz. Um, but you have to still know the beats of where the player is going to go. So it's like, okay, between this point and this point, he's going to fight X amount of people. He'll get X amount of experience points. So by the time he gets to this boss, he should be level 12. And my boss is technically a level 14 boss with all these stats. And you need to plot all that out because if your experience is off, by even a little bit. So if I get to that boss and I'm like level 9 and it's a level 12 boss and I'm getting just my ass handed to me, you can always rely on the grinding, but that also kills the experience a little bit because not everybody wants to grind. Even though it's a JRPG and it's a custom to grind, mm-hmm. um, 
North American players will do it, but they still don't want to do it. It's, the grind is a very Asian thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so try to avoid it as much as possible. I used to I used to have no problem with that because I would do this thing where as soon as I encountered a character or like a, a section of a level where the yeah. characters had exceptionally high experience when you beat them, yeah, I would just grind it out there for like a half day oh, so that I would smoke the rest of the game. Me too. Me too. Yeah, uh, we're, we're old school gamers, man. Yeah. That's that's just we're used I, to it. Oh man, RPGs was basically all I played growing up. I love RPGs. Mm-hmm. And I'll grind. I'll still grind even now. I'm like, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm going to dedicate two hours of grind time. <laughs> Last night when I was playing Xenoblade, I that's all I was doing. I was just like, all right, I'm so like weak in this game. I don't yep. know. So I just like kind of just started killing enemies and stuff like that. And in that game, uh, there's a lot of different like leveling ups you can do. Like you have mm-hmm. your base level, but you also have a class level. You yeah. have like the the uh what do they call it? The blade level. You have your skills you can level up. Like there's a lot of yeah. like leveling up. So And that amount of balance is really important too, right? Mm-hmm. Like I mean you could just you could just beat the enemies that you encounter along the way on Final Fantasy four, say. Yeah. And get to the end of the game and, and you know have some challenging battles. Or you could do like what we were just talking about, grind it out in one section for a while and it's dynamic that way. Like you can mm-hmm. have a player can just, you know, make their own path and decide whether or not they want to do that. Yeah. I used to like grind at every village because if there was a town that had like doper armor and stuff that I haven't bought for all my characters yet, I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here until I leave with all the best gear. And then I would just grind out, do it, and then get to, I, that's how I would always play. Oh man, I did that for the first Dragon Warrior. Uh, yeah. that was ported to uh, probably Game Boy Color. Yeah. Uh the towns would have like like, you know, the the cheap armor, then like yep. kind of the armor that you're supposed to buy, and then armor that was way too expensive for mm-hmm. where you're at in the game. Yeah. But I just like, you know, I was a 10-year-old kid with all the time in the world. So I just grinded like enemies all day and night just so I can mm-hmm. get like that armor that like, you know, increased my my armor by like three nice. <laughs> but by then because of how much i played like i was just like so high level that i could just walk through until uh back then or with that game anyways if you crossed a bridge that's when you're like oh shit am i entering like a harder part because they would like actually have like designated sections for like enemies and stuff like that mm-hmm. cool um what else is there about rpgs man it's just so it's so time consuming so I would say if you're just starting out, do one chapter. Just do a chapter and just figure out everything. Because the, the start is a lot of paperwork. Um, then just do one chapter. Make sure everything is encompassed in that one little thing, that little bubble. And then once you think you have it, then you can look at, okay, here's the second part and the third part and the fourth part. Because uh, RPG is a very daunting thing to do it's mm-hmm. not just something one dude should do even if you're passionate it's going to take you years to complete one like to make one right like it's a big thing the one that i know that's in development right now it's not traditional jrpg it's more like an action rpg zelda style i've talked about mm-hmm. it in the past um blossom tales mm-hmm. uh it was good a good one to follow uh right now uh, castle pixels i believe is the name uh tyler budalowski he's a toronto guy um and he's the rest of his team is in the states, I believe. But uh, they're killing it right now, and it's it's the kind of game that um, is early enough in the process that you could probably follow along with their development as well and, and pick up a, 
a couple mm-hmm. of interesting um, tidbits. They oh, just, yeah, uh, there's, yeah. yeah, I remember this. There's, they're greenlit on Steam now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it looks great. I mean, I'm a huge. I, I think Zelda was probably the first RPG I played, and then mm-hmm. started getting into the JRPGs with uh, like um, Final Fantasy and yeah. and, and uh, Mario RPG and stuff like that on mm-hmm. SNES. Yeah, I. Uh, but this this game probably took a bunch of people to make. Which one? The Blossom Tales. Oh, Blossom Tales. You know what? It's funny. It's like. There's one art guy. There's Tyler making the code. There's one music guy, um, and it's uh, it's been a lot of work. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know they've been on it for probably probably at least a year and a half at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Tyler, it's funny when when we first started. Um, we were old high school friends, right? And I remember mm-hmm. um, we got together and we wanted to make an RPG at one point. You know, he had made a couple. He got into the XNA thing with uh, Xbox and he was making a bunch of games um, just on his free time and we decided to I wonder if he incorporated any of it but I remember we got together for an afternoon and just talked story arc and we had this whole story arc worked out and uh, I wonder if he used any of it on Blossom Tales he should have because it was a pretty good idea but um, obviously never came to fruition because you know it's just like yeah. you said it's a massive undertaking right and mm-hmm. you, you, we we both didn't realize how much extra sort of knowledge and experience you need under your belt before you tackle something so big nice. i agree i uh just to loop it back to something we talked about earlier in the podcast blood omen uh is available for download on ps3 and psp but not ps4 and vita which is what i have so i'm gonna have to find some other way to, <laughs> to play yes ps3 yeah yeah nice. get your Bust out your PS3. No, I sold it. Oh, what? I, I have not upgraded yet, so I'm, I'm going to play it on PS3 tonight. Nice. I uh, I pur- like I, I think I, I thought I've spoken about this, but I've purged like uh, oh yeah you did. yeah, yeah like last or two years ago I purged like all my old stuff. So all I have is the PS4, Wii U, 3DS, and Vita, and 3DS is like just becoming a paperweight right now. So well, if you have any games you want to sell, just tell me, I'll buy them. Well, I don't anymore. Like they're all well. I'm sure you're going to purge again. Well, that was like <laughs> that was after like twenty years of collecting. Like, oh, I well, purged, you might, maybe you're gonna purge at every console. <laughs> <laughs> I purged cause, maybe actually I purged because I I needed like money. Yeah, the, the goal is to have like a gaming room like one day mm-hmm. in my life, you know. But uh, that's not today. Yep. Cool. Uh, I mean, any final thoughts about making an RPG? Like, yeah, it's if in terms. In terms of like what genre you want to make a game in, it's mm-hmm. probably one of the more daunting ones. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a big, it's big. It's a big thing to do. I mean, it's yeah. not, I don't think it's a fluke that like a lot of indie games that you can think of off the top of your head are like two D platformers. Oh yeah, two D like I, well, aside from I love two D platformers. Right, right. Why, Sorry, I don't mean to like poo poo on two D platformers. I love them too, but no, but that's why I'm making one. Right, is I love it. I will. I would rather make a 2D platformer than an RPG, even though I love RPGs too. Mm. But I don't have the team to make an RPG. I would, I would have to sit there and be like, "Oh man, we're gonna have to dedicate a whole year to making this," and that's like 24/7 to make it good. Like, I don't know. It, it could be something we make, but I don't know. It's a lot of work. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's definitely been talk that Hard Circle will make an RPG. <laughs> we've been talking about it, but I'm the guy in the back going, uh, dude, this is, it's a lot of work. You can always, so, like, put RPG elements into your games. Like, you like you can add stats and, and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I'm, I, we are 
exclusive news, we are talking about a game that will have RPG elements in it and a twin stick shooter vibe. Oh, yeah, intriguing. Yes, it's hey, going actually, to be awesome. Actually, if I can, uh, if I can go back to hype, uh, I got to play Quasar. Um, uh, oh, yeah. from uh, Oh Snap Games. Yep, I played it. Yeah, twin stick, uh, twin stick shooter. That's like more kind of esports PvP. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was like fast, smooth. Like, yeah, I had a lot of fun playing it too. Yeah, it was cool. So they're they're hoping to Oh Snap is going to release that. I think like they're planning for April or March or so. So mm-hmm. stay tuned they're going to they're going to be at a uh, game dev drinks around April or March. Also, bam, another exclusive, Brett. Yep, all day <laughs> exclusives. <laughs> Every week, endless cool. exclusives. Perfect. <laughs> so, if you're to wrap it up, too long didn't listen. Uh, RPG, just don't do one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In the end, just don't do it. No, do it if you really have to do it. But uh, just know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, yeah. but and you can always just tweet me. I'll answer any questions. I'll help as much as I can. But it's a lot of work. So sure. Uh, all right, we're running at 52 minutes right now. Maybe we can uh, just start wrapping this up. Maybe we can just talk about it. Uh, so rant time is going to go here. So if you want to, like, rant... Uh, I thought we were getting rid of rant. Oh, do you want to get rid of rant entirely? We could, unless... Well, put that as a poll. If people want it, it can come back, but I'll, uh, I'm getting rid of it. I'll include... Uh, I didn't actually make that a poll, so I'll do that uh, right now, actually. So for now, let's just leave rant time. Uh, and, it's and, in limbo, guys. In Vote limbo. for it. Do we want to close <laughs> off... Um, Brett's RPG talk with what's your favorite RPG of all time? Oh, snap. I'm down. Or, or top top three, maybe, because that's going to be really tough. Oh, yeah. Man. So, top three. Uh, or, well, do you have. I, I might have to ponder this, Dan. Do you have, to ma- do you have maybe your top three? Um, Chrono Trigger would be in there. Secret of Mana would be in there. Yep. And um, got to go back to my boy Mario RPG, I think. Yeah, the, the $150 game you wanted us to buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those three, I, I just like, uh, just just brilliant games. I mean, I obviously love some, the next gen stuff, but, mm-hmm. but they're just so nostalgic for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're the reason why I bothered playing any of the ones on, on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I would go with, uh, I would agree with you on Chrono Trigger. Uh, I would go Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man. Is it like yeah, Final Fantasy Nine? I hate. I would hate to put like two Final Fantasy games in there, but I I flip flop very uh, constantly mm-hmm. on which one's my favorite, seven or nine. Yeah, I love them both, but seven's just like in the news right now, so I've just been thinking about seven a lot. So mm-hmm. Final Fantasy seven and nine. If I'm going with like a not another non Final Fantasy, um, I had to I had to kind of think about that one. Dragon Age, Dragon Age Origins, probably. Cool. I really, mm. I really dug Dragon Age. So nice, Brett. Uh, number one will always be Final Fantasy three, uh, or Final Fantasy six. Oh, okay, yeah, purists. Um, followed up by Dragon Warrior one because that's what started it all for me, and finished it off with uh, probably Legend of Zelda. Like, uh, yeah. The Super Nintendo one, uh, what's it called? Link to the Past. <clears throat> um, oh, man, sorry. yeah, you're right. Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, that's, you know, if I had to expand it to four, I, I, I could have swapped any one of the ones I picked for Final Fantasy VI, too, for sure. Yeah, I'll never replace six. That was, like, me in the 90s just chilling, and, like, I, like, I 
just consumed that game. Like I consumed it so bad that I could hear it over the phone and tell where people were just from the audio. <laughs> like that's that was my jam. So yeah, it was just yeah, I love that game. So Did you play 6 before 7 or Of course. Yeah. I so, wasn't no I'm not no Final Fantasy fanboy. Whoa, <laughs> comment. Did you save the ninja every time? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Shadow for Life. Shadow. So I didn't... With I his dog, Interceptor. Love it. I never had SNES, so I played 6 after I played 7. That's um, sad. And... Uh, and know, I would like to mention, honorable mention, uh, Final Fantasy 2, which is uh, 3? I think? I can't remember no, what the order uh, two 4. Was. The plot... The 2 is 4? Right? Yeah. Right. Whatever. Yeah. 2, also high on my list. So... I would never put Final Fantasy VII on my list. No. <laughs> nope. But you're. But no way. Oh, that's why, such a good game. But you're, it's the reason why you're buying a PS4. Not anymore. Now that it's episodic, lost me. Really? Uh, uh, why? Yeah. I don't know, man. Episodic means that I'll get to play it next year instead of 2072. I'll play it in 2072. <laughs> I have a bet that that the game's going to be out. Like the first episode will be out next year. Probably. It's going to have to compete with the NX and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're worried about that next. Oh, I would be. It looks intense. What, what do you mean looks? There hasn't been anything. Have they announced something? I've been reading all the awesome rumors that have been coming out. What are some of the rumors? The uh, They just were showing out the patent of the new controller for it. What's, it looks crazy. What is it? Is it another screen? or? Yeah, it's the whole controller is a screen. It has like two... Con- it's nuts, man. you got to look at the picture. Is that the, pa- can- is that the patent that they had for like the Wii U, though? No, it's a different one. So the whole thing is a screen? Yeah. And they could put an SD card into the actual controller. So it's like they pretty much made a Game Boy the controller. And it's the whole thing is a screen. And the buttons, it's two analog sticks. And around the analog sticks will be digital display of the buttons. It's, it's just ridiculously weird. Ooh, I don't but, know about digital display of the buttons, though. I like the tactile. Yeah. yeah. They have the, the bumpers at the top. So it'll be a little bit of everything. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm interested. Buttons are a little bit of an issue for me. I think it, it is for me too because I have big hands. Mm-hmm. So plus, you be... just don't get the the like. There's that little bit of lag time and that preciseness that you lose with digital mm-hmm. buttons. Yeah, got to go analog. Analog's always better. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see. It's we'll just the the patent, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see. I'm I'm pumped for what they do, man. Nintendo like is always the one that kind of does mm-hmm. like something first and then everyone like copies them yeah um there's like you know there's dozens of like examples so i'm excited for what they got going the wii u didn't pick up and it doesn't have the audience that i think it deserves but which is a shame speaking of wii u let's uh let's just kind of finish off with games that we've been playing this week so because i've been playing uh xenoblade chronicles Mm -hmm. um chronicles x sorry this game is a lot of fun it's gorgeous so my problem with the 3ds version was that the game just deserved to be better looking like it was on the 3ds and wii and like i love those systems but man like when you create this huge open world with like humanoid characters and like giant monsters and it just looks like pick like just looks kind of crappy after like 10 years of hd gaming i was just like kind of disappointed so chronicles x comes out and i'm like down because it looks gorgeous uh, the dialogue though is kind of messed, but you know whatever. I the, mm-hmm. the the battle system is like a lot of fun. Like I said earlier, there's a lot of like different leveling up stuff. Like it's it's a deep game. There's so much stuff in it. 
if people thought Fallout 4 was terrible at explaining stuff, Xenoblade's like doesn't even give a shit. It's just like <laughs> it's just like here's you crash on this planet. Uh, you don't know anything. We don't know anything. Go figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. I'm like ten hours in. I'm still like kind of learning how to do stuff, and uh, it's 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 awesome. Um, you know, it, it, it's kind of what I, like the story isn't quite there yet. It's cool setting. The dialogue is just it just has me weirded out, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm enjoying a lot of it. Have you fallen out of Fallout? What's going on with that one? I'm still I'm still in Fallout. I played it for the first time in a while though the other day. Um, mm. I you know I have a download on my PS4, so I always have it. I'll get the DLC and stuff. I yeah. want to like I, I don't know when I found out that I couldn't get the platinum that that almost did just like kind of took me out. Uh oh. Plus Xenoblade like came out, so it was just kind of that timing. Yeah. Um, I'll get back to it though. Maybe not though. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm going to be getting games for Christmas and stuff, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. I got about 50, 50, 60 hours into Fallout, so I might just need to kind of take a break and then yeah, yeah, let's get back mm-hmm. in. But Xenoblade's been pretty much my my entire week. Nice, Brett. Uh, what am I playing? So I'm still playing Dungeon Boss. And can't get enough of that game. I haven't downloaded yet. I want to download it right now. Just just do it, man. Then add me, TP Smoke. We can play together. Is it on iOS? Uh, it should be. Yeah, I yeah, think so. it should be. Um. So I'm still playing that. Uh, recently, just finished playing Planet of the Eyes. Uh, beat it. So anyone who was watching me uh, live, live play, live tweet, uh, stream, thanks. Um, and I'm going to start. I think I'm going to start Guacamelee tonight. Do it. It's uh, it's one of my favorite. I played Planet of the Eyes too, uh, and I enjoyed it and beat it. And uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to start Guacamelee tonight. I think. We'll see. Most likely. So you can watch me uh, live live stream it at TP Smoke, so on Twitch. And I'll be playing that probably tonight. What were you... You were playing a fun-looking game last oh, night. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And I'm playing Smite. <laughs> yeah, because I was... Uh, I was, I was like, working on the site, working on the... Like, pr- trying to promote that uh, the Dennis Dyack interview and, and watching yeah. the Raptors game. And I was just like, I'll just see what Brett's playing. You're just playing some cool-looking, like, three... You're like some fire girl and... Yeah, I was playing looks, a soul. She's dope. It's it was cool, man. It's free it is to play. cool. Yeah, it's free to play. Uh, you can download it on Steam, Xbox, I think PS4. I'm not sure. Oh, whoa, but it really? is it is free to play. Um, I, I'm not 100 percent sure about PS4, but it, it's definitely on Xbox One, and you, you can play it on Steam as well. That's why I'm playing it on Steam. Whoa, and it's, it's intense. It's called Smite. It's a third person MOBA over the camera over the shoulder MOBA and uh it's tough like i i get my ass handed to me all the day uh, every day i play it you're doing pretty well when i was watching you though yeah but then the squirrel guy just wrecked me <laughs> it's uh it's only on xbox one and window and steam so. uh, well you can still play it on steam so uh, and i suck at it so if anyone wants to watch tp smoke get destroyed yeah do that because i'm not giving you any tips it's not a it's not, i'm not a pro player <laughs> So, just watch me get screwed up, and you can yell at me and be like, oh, you suck. I, I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I like playing it. I'm not, I definitely will never be a competitive gamer in that field. Like, I was like, no, these guys are good. So, has it make its money? Is it a pay to win, or is it just like cosmetic stuff? Cosmetic stuff. Okay. And you can uh, buy, like, uh, I guess you can buy gems and followers. I don't know to buy the characters 
So it's pretty much like League of Legends and stuff like that in that in that sense where you can buy the characters to play as. Right. I'm just super afraid of playing games online, man. Just people out there are just way too good. Oh yeah, I get wrecked all the time. Yeah, just there's no point. You're just I mean, it's a good challenge, but man, mm-hmm. you just get wrecked. Yeah, I usually get the Call of Duty games for Christmas because it's like the the game that my mom knows. Yeah. Uh, and so by then it's like those games always come out like mid November, right? So by yeah. the time I get it, it's like a month and a half, and I just get absolutely destroyed online. The only games that I'm actually good at, like competitive style, would be an FPS. Like I can get into those really quick. Um, but yeah, I'm like MOBAs in general. I get just dominated. I I don't know. I just never seem to do good. But I like playing it, and that's all that matters to me. So. True. Dan, what, uh, what have you been playing, if anything? Because you're just still locked in oh. your studio. Oh, yeah. I'm locked in my studio pretty much. I had to write like 10 minutes of music last week. But I did um, get in a couple of half-hour sessions on Left Behind. So I'm still still trickling through that guy. Nice. nice. Uh, so it's just it's awesome. Wicked. Nice. Cool. But that's, that's about it. Perfect. All right. We're, uh, we'll wrap this up then. Um, since, yeah, we're over the hour, but thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, uh, Brent and Dan. Brent, uh, if people want to kind of follow you and know what you're doing, where can they do that? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Brett Meeser, at Heart Circle, at TP Smoke, at Game Dev Drinks, and uh, I'll be starting to hype up at the Great Ham Jam, so you'll get more information if you want to follow the Game Jam there, too. Perfect. And uh, Dan, if people want to kind of uh, know what you're up to. Um, you can check um, at Composing Dan. That's usually the most uh, you know current stuff on Twitter. And then I do have a website, www.danrodriguez.ca. Roger Quiz, perfect. And you can uh, <laughs> you can check you can check out the site at torontogamedevs.com. Uh, Patreon's Patreon.com/slash torontogamedevs. Uh, Twitter is torontogamedevs. Uh, I'm on uh, I'm on Twitch as well and and other stuff like that. I just don't use it as much, but uh, I'm on there. So follow and uh like and everything oh and uh yeah review or if you can give if you can share this podcast and review it on itunes uh we'd all love you for it Mm -hmm. perfect thanks everyone bye see ya